Now, our reviewer Catherine Rains is here. Hey, Catherine. Good morning, Jack. And let's start off with the latest John Grisham suspense thriller from the number one New York Times best-selling author, The Judge's List. So Lacey Stoltz is an investigator for the Florida Board of Judicial Conduct, and she's secretly approached by a woman who wants to file a complaint against a sitting judge, which is what she looks after. And when she meets this complainant, who's using an alias, calls herself Margie, she gives this very outrageous-sounding complaint that the judge is a serial killer, killing his victims, including her own father, over a period of 20 years. And this complainant, Margie, has no proof, only sort of circumstantial theories. And all the victims she's identified um, and have at some point offended this judge, uh, a guy called Ross Bannock. And they start delving, and Lacey obviously is reluctant to take up this. Murder investigations aren't really what she does. She sort of, you know, looks mm. after judges that have land rights and, you know, maybe, you know, borderline of, of sentences that they propose. And so they start delving into these past murders and well, they all have this common MO and the victims' connections to the judge, it becomes clear that really clear to them that they're dealing with a serial killer. And then a couple more of murders happen and that MO, that modus operandi is the same as the others and she keeps looking into it. But they know that if they file a formal complaint, that means the judge will know that they're onto him and they're pretty sure he'll go a long way to protect his good name. And that's where the story begins and it's just, it's it's quite fascinating. John Grisham pulls these legal thrillers together really well and it's kind of a different look. It's not that courtroom drama, it's kind of a, another part of the judiciary mm. system. And yeah, he, he tells a good story, does John Grisham? Yes, yes, he's had a little bit of success here and there from time. <laughs> he has. Um, it's just showing a, a few glimpses of potential. Um, that sounds great. That's The Judge's List by John Grisham. And the book I'm really looking forward to, in his first full-length autobiography, Billy Connolly has written Windswept and Interesting. So this is everything you'd expect. And you can hear Billy telling you the story. You can hear that accent. And it's not a typical biography. There's a, there's a bit of a timeline to it, but actually he meanders. It's a bit like watching one of his shows and, you know, goes on a bit of a ramble. Yeah. And he tells his childhood in his own words and a lot of his own memories that, you know, Pamela Stevenson, his wife, wrote about a number of years ago. But this is kind of a different experience hearing it from his point of view. And he talks about growing up in the in Scotland in the 1940s and 50s and have his school teachers were just horrendous people who the cruelty that was involved and you can hear him kind of talking about those things, which makes them almost seem comic, you know, like that he could he could take them off. But, you know, at home, his life in Glasgow is his home life itself is just horrendous. His auntie Moana kind of has this specialty of humiliation and she does it well. And, you know, the humor very much disappears from him and his father abused him for years. And, you know, that ultimate portrayal kind of from his from the age of 10 to 14 for him. And, you know, the following 20 years after that until his father actually passes away. But there's also, you know, a lot of love in the book, you know, particularly his sister Florence, and who was only 18 months older than him, who looks after him and makes sure that he's okay and you know later on he sort of discovers the three things that he's good at that he could make others laugh he could be funny without jokes and that the west of scotland just has a myriad of things and cultural experience and subject matter that is just incredibly humorous so there's this real positivity of how he could have turned out so differently mm. you know by letting those who raised him instead of you know he pushes on and then he you know then he talks about his experience of being in bands and friendships and that comedy and he does mention you know lots of famous names but it doesn't feel like name dropping it just feels like he's talking about his life and friends so 
Yeah, you feel like you're actually sitting there with someone relating the events as he remembers them. It's very conversational. You you do feel like you're having a conversation with him. It's quite unscripted and unrehearsed and yeah, it's and he's realistic about you know his past and his, and he talks quite a lot about his future as he negotiates Parkinson's disease. And I just thoroughly enjoyed it. Like I said at the beginning, I could hear him and his voice talking about these things. And yeah, he's just he's he's very funny. I wonder if you don't it... like bad language, there's yeah. a lot of it in this book. That would be my only warning piece. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, you know, I mean, there's four hundred pages of Billy Connolly humour. Yeah, yeah, that's great. I mean, he's just a the thing about Billy Connolly is he's just a, an amazing storyteller. You know, like I, I remember he going is. to his gigs and things over the years, and he just, he's someone who just completely envelops you in his stories. And um, yeah, I, I can't wait to read that. Do you, do you get the sense, Catherine, that he's like written it himself or that he's dictated it? Or do we know anything about the process of how, how he wrote the book? Because I know obviously that um, his health concerns over the last few years have been a bit of a worry. Um, I'm sure, like, I'm sure he had a, a you know, a reasonable amount of help yeah. um, putting it all together, but it does feel very much like he's talking to you. So, you know, like it does feel a little bit like he's dictated it to someone almost because you get that kind of, you know, his conversational feel. Um, But he's also a good writer, you know, like he's, you know, Tall Tales and Wee Stories, which he wrote quite some time ago. It has that same feel as it as well. You know, he's so good at that that conversational and taking you on a journey and you know you feel like you're meandering through parts of a story kind of wondering where it'll go and then he kind of has this amazing way of just pulling it all together and yeah Ah. I mean there's some some you know really sad parts of his story but you know and you do find yourself laughing out loud a lot too yeah I can't wait